This episode of Harmonious Gentlemen is brought to you by Blind Man Brewing, makers of craft beer in central Alberta. podcast episodes were the airline number of the airplane that was hijacked on the morning of September 11th and then retaken by passengers before crashing into a field in Virginia. You'd know this has to be episode 93 of The Harmonious Gentleman. Mm-hmm. I'm Chris, and I think I maybe sounded a little too chipper at the end of that intro. <laughs> I'm Graham. I, yeah, you did, but that's okay. There was a movie, right? Yeah, I think it's called United 93, okay. or maybe it's just 93. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm Tyler, yeah. and I'm here as well. Yeah. <laughs> And it's early in the morning, so it, it's impressive that you're so chipper, mm. regardless of what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, Tyler says this as the guy who biked into town yeah. this morning. <laughs> From like, Lacombe. Yeah. It was out of, out of necessity. I did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but still. Well, we're at Phil's, and I got the corned beef hash out of necessity. And it's going <laughs> yeah. to be a good morning, I think, you guys at Phil's here. Yeah, I think so. We're going to try to talk about politics, though, and that's always yeah, I'm hoping, a little tricky. Yeah, I hope somebody overhears us in the other booth, and they come on over, and we'll get some thoughts. Yeah, I like special that guess. Yeah. Um, let's check the old inbox. What's going yeah, on? We do have a few things in the inbox, and I'm going to read one from listener Karen. It's, in, it's called uh, Wisdom of Your Body Podcast slash Book Club. I just finished listening in and enjoyed hearing your take on this book. As I read... I often thought the book was quite directed towards women, but I'm glad to hear you each had positive takeaways. I recently read This Here Flesh by Cole Arthur Riley and highly recommend it. Related maybe, but very different. Poetry. It touched me deeply. Back to the wisdom book. I related to the discrepancy of talking to my body as it felt like a disembodied thing to do. Yet much of the takeaways for me have to do with using kinder internal self-talk about my body. I can be really mean and annoyed or frustrated with things related to pain, injury, disease, and anything limiting what I want or expect from my body. Also, as not generally a very spiritual thinker, I was challenged by much of of that in the book as well. I definitely feel damage was done in my evangelical Christian upbringing, but I love the changes I see coming. She gives another uh, book recommendation, The Great Sex Rescue, the lies you've been taught and how to recover what God intended. And then she even gives a confession. I, Karen says, I am deeply envious of people who get so excited about something, hockey, for example, <laughs> that they can't help but shout or clap or jump or fist bump. I am so accustomed to curbing my enthusiasm and I'm trying to unlearn that. Hmm. And that's it. Great email. Yeah, there was. Yeah. There's a few things that she reminded me of one was the positive self-talk how have you guys been doing over the last couple of weeks with your positive body talk not good <laughs> i don't think i think i've been busy it's hard to to focus in sometimes i've i've been have had negative self-talk for sure but then i've caught myself yeah i think because of our conversation or because of that book so yeah. at least that like it's yeah that's a, some awareness that's a step, I, guess. I think have you spoken to yourself? I tried it once, but I did it when my <laughs> some of my family was in the room because we were talking about it, and they just thought it was so weird. But I also thought it was weird, but I still tried it. Cool. Just push through, you know? Yeah. Speaking of pushing through, we should uh, push through with this podcast. And I got this mixed grill in front of me that I got to Yeah, we did get served up through. right away here this morning. This is nice. So we are going to hit politics as a topic today. 
with an upcoming election. Um, so I recommend you listen to the rest of the episode. Mm-hmm. But we also have more recommendations too. So shall we? Yes, we shall. These recommendations are brought to you by Cilantro and Chive, serving up fresh, simple eats while supporting their community and spreading the love. Sometimes when you're hanging with your buds, having some eggs, you just want to talk about things that you want others to experience. This might be a repeat recommendation, and uh, it's a book, but there's a movie coming out soon, and I saw the trailer yesterday for this movie, and the trailer looks pretty fantastic. So if you want to get up on all the, the trends and the, and the upcoming huge movie release, The Killers of the Flower Moon, or Killer of, of the Flowers, no, Killers of the Flower Moon, we talked about this book before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a really great book, and the Leo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, Martin Scorsese, etc. movie. You see the trailer, Chris, for that? You're yeah. nodding? Yeah, it looks yeah. awesome. It looks really good. I thought of you when I watched it. Yeah. It looks just really faithful to the book. High production values. Apparently, it's three and a half hours long. Wow. Oh. Which you could probably read the book in that. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Choose but, wisely. Um, but I, I would say, like, it's a really, really amazing story. So if you haven't read the book yet, here's a reminder. Pick it up. Give it a read. Forget the author's name, but kudos to whoever that was. And uh, <laughs> But yeah, the movie also looks pretty cool, too. So there you go. I'm going to recommend a coffee shop in Lacombe. It's called Ona. O-N-A. Used to be called Out and About. So I think that's where Ona came from. O-N-A. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they just make really good coffee. They did. It's relatively new, um, but they did everything kind of high end just to start. So when you go in there, you're like, whoa, this is nice. And then when you taste the coffee, you have the same reaction. <laughs> yeah, um, there's cool. a, yeah, it's just a cool spot. Nice. They do uh, bakery, make the food too. They bake stuff and can have some lunch there. I'm just about to say, oh man, we need a coffee shop sponsor, but we kind of do. Yeah. 524 yeah. makes great coffee too. Now it's but right around the corner. I felt a little weird about yeah. recommending Ona, but um, yeah. it's a different experience. There's a skate shop. Yeah. Um, also makes good coffee, but Ona is a more... You want uh, some fresh baking and nice. Some, they sell other stuff too, like yeah. meat and cheese, and it's a little a little yeah. deli. Cool little deli. Awesome. I'll check it out. Lacombe's got some cool things going on. It really does. So yeah. does Red Deer. And in this case, yeah. my recommendation is for a Central Alberta band called The Fallow Years, whose first single, Ooh. Television, is available on wherever you get your music. I found it on Spotify. Yeah, we put it everywhere. It came out uh, yesterday, as of this episode coming out. So okay, yeah. So I got to see them live last week, and now I have their music recorded on my phone. It was super fun to do that. We, um, yeah, it's just one song, but then there's three more coming out. Actually, one more at the end of June, and then two more in August. So a little trickle of morsels of music. Nice. Yeah. So, Very cool. Thanks for the recommendation, Chris. Oh, yeah. I couldn't do it myself. It's a good song. <laughs> <laughs> Graham just passed part. Chris something under the table. It might have yeah. been a $5 bill. Read this. Yeah. You gotta type the whole band name in. It doesn't really predict the name of the band because I don't think we're in there long enough. Yeah, that's how I found it by yeah. typing in the band name. But yeah. yeah, then it came to that song right away. Yeah, cool. All right, awesome. <clears throat> I'm cutting out again. Killers of the Flower Moon. Ona, O N A. Yeah. And television. television. Well, guys, there is a provincial election coming up here mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks. I think. No, not even that long. Yeah, like ten days. Ten maybe. days. So this episode, we're not going to focus just completely on this election because it would be irrelevant in 10 days, essentially. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, we're going to talk about, about politics in general and what we see. And I don't know, it feels like a giant mass of angry people lately, politics. Mm-hmm. Feels like, it has it always been this way? Like I picture my parents' politics, it didn't seem as angry as politics seem today. Is that wrong? That's how I feel, yeah, too. Yeah, it does feel that way. Maybe we'll delve into that. Yeah. yeah. Ty, do you have a hook for us? <laughs> a hook? Uh, is the will of the people being accurately reflected by our current democratic system? Whoa. Ooh. He's bringing it. <laughs> Tune in to find out. This harmonious conversation is brought to you by 5024 General Store, bringing skateboards, fashion, and creativity to central Alberta communities. Check them out online or in beautiful downtown Lacombe. So we're adults and we vote in elections. Confirmed. Confirmed. Tyler? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, do I have to tell you if I vote or not? Yep. On this okay. podcast. <laughs> okay. You don't have to say who you vote for. <laughs> no just if, if you vote. Um, and we have a political system and uh, we vote, you know, federally, provincially. So my question to start off to you guys would be, what do you think is the biggest issue or problem facing our modern political system or even just politics in our modern day? So like the biggest issue you see with it and or what would you do to maybe fix it? Does that make sense? Like an issue, like a like problem with the system or yeah, big yeah. issue that influences who we vote for? No, I think the system we'll start with. Okay. Like if you, if there's, you know, I don't think any of us thinks that everything's perfect. Yeah. And so what do you see as, as the most glaring? Like we got to really fix this because we just sort of talked about how things seem like they're not really going in a great direction. So I, yeah. Well, I, one thing that I've been thinking about lately is how it feels like in Canada we've turned into a two-party system. Yeah, that was going to be mine. Oh, really? That's, yeah. Like, it, it feels like we're, you vote, it's, it's more and more strategic voting and more and more voting to avoid, avoid someone rather than support someone. Okay. If that yeah. makes sense. Like, so if you don't want someone to win, there's a certain party that you really don't want, then you look to what's my best shot at keeping them out of power. And that doesn't necessarily allow you to put your vote behind what you actually think. Okay. Yeah. That's a good... Was that enough time for you to think of another that's a good response? Yeah. Another answer, well, Chris? I think along those lines, we've talked... I maybe have even mentioned this on the podcast. The way I vote is typically... Be- for the candidate in my riding, which seems more of a Canadian way of doing it or a parliamentary style Mm -hmm. way of making a decision because you're voting for the person who's representing you rather than hoping my vote tallies up to elect the leader, like in a two party system, like the Americans have. But it seems like we keep comparing ourselves to the Americans Mm -hmm. and become more and more polarized because we think we only have two options and we don't like there's, yeah, more parties federally and provincially, but even in this provincial election, especially, it's coming up. It really feels like a two-party yeah vote. The polls are down the middle. Like it's yeah. narrow. That's yeah. So if you're one to vote for how you align with a party's politics, uh, you're probably kind of voting for a leader in mind. But if you're thinking about your local um, representative in the current case i don't even know what my local representatives really mm-hmm. how, dif- how they differentiate themselves from each other because they're only referring they to party don't. politics all yeah. the time yeah mm-hmm. that seems like a new thing in canadian politics to me it never used to be like that i right. feel 
but I might be having like revisionist history. But people talk about like divisiveness and like how we're more divided than ever. Yeah. And I always kind of like I'm skeptical. Like, are are we? You know, hasn't this always been the case? But but maybe we are. I don't I don't know. Like, you're you're suggesting that you I think, think yes. we are. And the other thing is that there's a lot of assumptions that if you are belong to a certain community that you probably will vote a certain way and right. when people f- when you start talking about it and they hear oh you're not going to vote for them there's like shock right from and it, it's either way like totally well i think that yeah. another issue that might be contributing to this is politics used to be something people don't talk about as openly or it feels like people wouldn't align as publicly with a political party yeah so then but yeah so it feels like we're becoming more like 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 you're saying where if you belong to a certain community it's assumed you vote you'll vote a certain way yeah and now there's like this fear of going going outside of that so like i i mean an example Mm -hmm. i talked to someone recently who wanted to put up a sign in support of the party they were going to vote for yeah but their spouse or or themselves just didn't couldn't do it out of fear for what that the the kind of discomfort that would cause in their community wow right and that's that's a problem i that's a big problem if you're if you're i mean it points to a couple problems one is that you're actually afraid that people will treat you poorly because of your political views what does that say about the other side like yeah. have they done something to actually make you fearful? And then also, is that person now going to vote honestly? Yeah. What has changed, like fundamentally, about how people, like what I think about things like when you say we used to not talk about politics, all I can picture is like people forwarding email chains and Facebook posts and sharing news, like kicking up the fear and stuff online that never used to be a thing. Like it used to be like you read the paper, you maybe heard a radio interview with your candidate and you made your mind up. Yeah. But now people are kind of like whipped into a frenzy. Like, could that be, could it be as simple as that? Like the internet? There's too much information or (laughs) maybe, and less filtering of the information. So there's people who think that the NDP candidates are starting fires to win an election. Like there's just nonsense or whatever it is, but there's like Mm -hmm. stuff that people are buying into that maybe they never would have been exposed to before. Not blaming yeah. the internet for all of our problems, but it certainly can't help when it comes to civility and discourse about an election. I think it allows you to find uh, if you have fairly extreme views, the internet allows you to find other people with those extreme views. Mm-hmm. Right. Or if you're very angry about something, you'll find other people who are angry about those things. Yeah. Whereas before social media and the internet, you were with your neighbors more or your colleagues and maybe you had to temper some of that anger or some of those extreme extreme views you would just yeah you just have to temper it a little bit yeah but now you can like nurture them but now it's like yeah you just stoke each other's fires basically and it gets more and more yeah the anger grows i think yeah because of the fear yeah yeah so what do you guys see as so what what can we do? Like, is that just the way we're going? Like, are there steps we can take as a community, even as at like a provincial level? Like what if we're going down this road right now? It's becoming two party. It's becoming divisive. It's becoming fearful, angry. 
I don't have an answer to how to fix the cultural oh, shoot. I thought you would. problems. Okay. <laughs> but I What are we even doing here? The then? the way <laughs> exactly. I'm thinking about this upcoming election and other elections in the short term is more voting for a trajectory. So not really the way Chris mentioned, like voting for a specific candidate, but more what direction do I want society, our province or our country to move in? So then, so it is strategic voting. It's, but it's not about specific parties necessarily. It's trajectory, like more towards this value or more towards that one. Yeah. I heard an interesting thing on CBC radio yesterday. It was an interview and now I'm going to, I don't remember who was being uh, talked to, but they talked about how the, the face that politicians give to the public is so different than what's happening behind the scenes that what you don't understand is that whoever's elected provincially works quite well with the federal government on mm-hmm. all kinds of things right. and committees and to make decisions. But what you see like in the media is this sort of angst and anger and um, discourse. that's almost like a, a put on sort of right um, to gain votes and to, like so there's like almost like an they were saying an intentionality like they they're not saying one party does this but this is like yeah. what the climate this is, is yeah. and it gets you in but once you're in you like there's just a way that you have to work together including with the federal government and Alberta does it too and they do it quite well so so it's, it's that was it's, sort of a surprise it's to a me. show it's a show it's a bit of a it's show for their base or for the voters or for the people yeah to either get them on board yeah and which, then in the end, sucks. it doesn't really matter, kind of like, and right. that's I think a lot of people check out of politics too because there's there is sort of a underlying like oh, it doesn't even matter who I vote for, nothing really changes. Right. Like that hasn't changed. Politics have felt like that. Sure. People have complained about that for years yeah. and years and years. But okay, so we're on our way to solving our problems. I think we have a quick coffee break. Maybe we'll we'll, we'll get, get into it. <laughs> So something happened recently uh, in in the riding that I currently live. <laughs> I'll try not to be Pinocchio. too specific. Yeah, Lacombe Pinocchio, <laughs> sure. And historically, this riding has always supported one party or one. Yeah. It's conservative. Yeah, yeah. sure. Always, historically. But just in recent days, it's come to light the the comments of the current UCP um, candidate. And she said some, well, I'll, I'll try to leave it objective. She said some things about Alberta's high test scores. Yes. And how they, they don't really matter because some students are transgender. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the, the quote here. I need it to says, know more about that because that doesn't <laughs> even make sense. But. It, well... She said, it does not matter that we're in the top 3% of the world. Who cares if they got 89% in chemistry 30? Who cares if they're entering post-secondary if they're chemically castrated? And then she went on to compare the handful of transgender students in the school system to baking cookies. Okay, that's all right. Yeah, kind of a nice analogy, right? It says, enjoy the, or she said, enjoy the cookies. I only put a teaspoon of poop in them but it doesn't matter because it's only a two teaspoon in the whole batch. It's the same idea. We can be top 3%, but that little bit of poop is what wrecks it. 
where were these comments made? Like this is like it was a these speech are public in September. Comments. It was twenty twenty two, which was I guess yeah, this past September. Yeah, and wow. it was I think just for a group of I forget what the venue was, but just sort yeah. of part of a speech. Um, that's um, that's quite something. And Danielle Smith, apparently, according to the news article I'm looking at right now, if the United Conservative Party candidate is elected, Danielle Smith, she says she will not sit as member of the party. So yeah. her own leader is mm-hmm. saying, like, if you right. get elected, you won't. We won't even claim you. Right. Does that mean she's not a part of the party now? Well, it, that actually, I think that's kind of kind of confusing. From the leader of the party, that was the move she had to take. I think. Well, because the voters in this riding who want to support the UCP. I was hoping, like, a comment like this should influence how you vote, I think. Like, if, like you mentioned, Chris, like, this person's going to represent you. Mm-hmm. And if they're saying things like that, then I would hope that would make you pause, at least, and think about it. But now that the leader of the party is saying, basically, a vote for this candidate is a vote for the party, not for this individual. Right, it, it right. kind of gets. I the, see. Yeah, yeah. So that's so. A, we'll that. use it to get in, but then once we're in, you won't be part right. of us. Okay, gotcha. And also too, right. like the, considering that this riding has always gone one way. For do you see like there's, is there a risk that it doesn't? Like, well, I think there's you know, that's an, another interesting thing about Alberta politics is like you yeah. could put a sign up without a name, right? Right, yeah. and it would just be like, you're voting for the color. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's the case with politics it right. just is that way but see, here's the thing like so that's what we should should it be that way like should should like are you a party supporter or are you a voter like where you look at the election here's where we're at here's the party that's in line with where i think we should go do you think it used to be more like that or has it always been hard party line no matter what you know what well, i yeah because something like this like if i'm i'm not a ucp fan and and this doesn't help like this doesn't Mm-hmm. But I kind of, yeah. I, was she the one that also talked about uh, uh, teachers showing hardcore porn to elementary school kids? And I think she, litter boxes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, the litter box thing. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Well, then when well, she when she was confronted, she said, "Well, I was talking more about American schools. We love also, our Alberta teachers, or something like that." Oh, also never happened in the United no, States. It's, but it's all, whatever. It's, it's when when our leaders start like sharing Facebook memes and stuff. It's it's frustrating. It's really tough. Yeah, like the, I guess my question is, would, is it like, did Danielle Smith, was she actually surprised by these comments? Or, and now, but now that it's come out publicly, she's like, oh, we would, we couldn't have someone like that in our party. Well, the cynic in me thinks like, does Danielle Smith feel similar ways? I mean... I don't know. <laughs> right. Like it's a big deal to say that you won't be part of our caucus. It is. Like, it is. That's, that's yeah. significant. It's true. But the election's tight. You know, you got to make those moves. Like, yeah, it's, a, it's the right move. But yeah, I don't know. It's, I'm hoping that they heard those things and they were legitimately horrified. Like you can't, like this is ridiculous. Like, I hope that's what it was and you can't be in our party. Okay, yeah. That's, that's the hope. Me too. What would it take? So maybe we can talk about Danielle Smith a bit. She's our current premier. Leader of the UCP party. She has said some things in her recent past, or even not even like in the past, like last. Just things. <laughs> probably by the time this episode comes out, we'll have said something that offends people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But where's, 
where's the line? Like, when will you stop supporting a party um, because of the actions of the leader? Or, or does that not matter? I think when it hurts you. Yeah. I think when it hurts your bottom line. They raise your taxes or they restrict your uh, rights. So the, the morality of the leader doesn't, isn't relevant, really. Well, if you're going to rank things on, like, important scale, like, being able to survive and provide for your family would come before, yeah. like, mm-hmm. I think, for the average yeah, person. Like, it so. just would. Like, I can, it's getting tough to pay my mortgage because of interest rates. If I believe that the leader is going to do something about that, and I might be wrong about their actual <laughs> ability to do that, but if but I'm convinced they can, that's my first priority. Like, oh, okay. it would be nice to have time to think about and argue about all these philosophical things, but I got to put food on the table. Like I can see that that's how people think. Yeah. Do you think when you vote, you should be voting for, this might be a kind of a shift in direction a little bit, but should you vote for the, for policies that will make your life better? Like, is that your, you kind of said that's priority maybe, but is that the way it should be? Like, should I be, I'm a teacher, so should I vote for the party that it will put policies that are best for teachers? But if I was working in the oil field, should I vote for well, the party that serves my interests? Is, is that the way it should be? If everybody is just really selfish, will that result in the best outcome? Sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. Um, should it be that way? Should is a hard question to answer. In I guess I, I'm using that word because I'm implying that that is the way people are voting currently yeah and always have by the way this isn't a new but, phenomenon i don't think you know, i don't want to answer my own question but should we take a break so you guys can okay. answer it yeah take a break okay i think there's a certain amount of privilege that allows voters to vote not for their self-interest so here's what i mean by that i have a job that's in the public sphere because i work for a public school district it gives me a guaranteed income i make decent money Mm -hmm. i'm not worried about like owning my own business hiring people worried about government rules especially over the last five years there's lots of things that have happened with covid and all that um where i'm not necessarily like i gotta make this political choice for my own food on the table but i can think about other things that might be philosophically more important yeah do you know what i mean by that yeah yeah um so those bigger things what 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 might those be like outside of yourself what are some if you weren't if you did have that privilege where it's like i don't regardless of which party's in place i'm going to be okay to look at like my right so eating what are some the healthcare systems working what mental health picture looks like for our homeless population what's going on with drug users and addicts and the the incoming potential privatization of health like all of those things are on my mind as this and and i'm really worried about a lot of those things yeah yeah me too and actually like to go back to what my privilege allows me to do i actually don't think the people who are making those decisions about their own uh daily needs are right about what caused them and what and who mm-hmm. is responsible for that? I think they're actually misled about that, but 
but they're still in a position where they think they have to make a decision for their family. Right. Like they might blame the NDP who wasn't even in government at that time. Yeah. Right. For, for, whatever, the, for the, the, for the reasons that things are happening the way they are. <laughs> well, I meant, I mentioned off too. like, I remember, I, I remember Obama being attacked quite a lot about the, over the recession, which happened prior to him becoming the president. So timelines right. don't matter as much, I guess. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because the right. message is important. Yeah. So I, I agree with what you're saying to an extent, Chris, but I feel like a lot of people who have that privilege are still voting in their, their self-interest or the in the interest of their comfort over what might be best for society as a whole. Does that, that surprise you? No, no. But I, my well, question like, that's was... The, that's how I mean, it is. Lower, my, lower taxes has been the rallying cry of politicians yeah. for... Maybe I'm a... Oh, I don't know. What's it, what's it called? Where you think about the way things should be. Idealist? Maybe. Like, I, I liked thinking that way mm-hmm. um, and hoping for it, even though it's unlikely <laughs> to occur. But I think we should be voting for what will... Like it's about a trajectory for society. What will give more people more opportunities? I if remember, you have the privilege of, of putting food on the table, we should be voting for how to get more people to that spot. But that's assuming that everyone's yeah. ideal is the same as yours. Like I always make that assumption. It should be the same as mine. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yes. See, but I, I get caught in that thinking too, where it's like, why wouldn't we want to have a really great public health care system? But there's some people who don't think that that's the right path. Or, right? Like, why or shouldn't should, we yeah. have a super strong public... A school system and some people think no like we have to I, I remember you know. on in 2008 it must have been November 10th 2008 the day after um, Obama was elected for the first time he was 2008 right first term he, I, yeah 16 so. yeah, yeah. He, um, Bob Bartell was our principal at the time and I remember in the staff room the you know it was like whatever the little parade or excitement after his election and how um, kind of over come really emotionally Bob was with like the potential of what could be with a message of hope that caused people to kind of rally to Obama's side to vote him in like Mm -hmm. it wasn't his campaign was different than previous campaigns it wasn't doom and gloom it was like look at the possibilities of what we can do if we work together now it didn't it didn't bear out the way that didn't quite go that way that you know the idealists were hoping but that that always sticks with me like at election time, like this idea that this is what it could be. And people like were drawn to a positive message, not yeah, like a turd message like Johnson's, but yeah. Um, how much of that was the, the personality aspect? Yeah. Probably like a great that deal. proper and maybe good marketing. I don't know. But like you think about like a Jack Layton. Yeah. Like bringing the NDP as, as prominently as he did, you know, that not yeah. everyone can do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I and I I don't know about you guys, but I feel like these days I can't really think of a political leader that we have in this country that has the same kind of I don't want to say charisma, but just that aura of hope. Even, I guess yeah, uh, you know positivity. Yeah, right. There aren't. It's very very. It stands out. Well, unfortunately, I think it's, it's more different. effective to to feed off the anger and fear of people. Yeah, it works. So to be a hopeful optimist charismatic isn't as effective mm-hmm. in gaining votes maybe as people thought or yeah and i mean the president who followed obama proved that you don't need to be charismatic 
No. Maybe. Well, maybe oh. he is charismatic in his own charismatic. way. But, but he's not hopeful. But he's not hopeful. Um, yeah. But he almost showed that, like, you know, we talked about this quote that I think is just kind of a horrifying quote, but, I mean, does it matter what you say? I mean, Trump bragged about grabbing women, you know, yeah. and that didn't matter. Like, you know, if anything, it helped him in some ways. Like, I, that's depressing. So is is uh, saying the quiet part out loud? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've heard that. Like, mm-hmm. is yeah. that I've heard that term a lot recently? Is that an effective strategy for a politician now? Where it's like the things that people in my yeah. my party have <laughs> thought, but yeah. we've never said because it's just it's faux pas to say those things out loud. But now maybe saying them out loud yeah. gains you support it's because a, it's well, like, oh, finally honest. someone's saying it. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, and I, I think right. that goes Says on. Says it like it is. It's yeah. probably on both sides. Like, yeah. the example we gave is from conservative side, but I think both sides are guilty of it. Yes, for sure. Where you say something that is morally questionable or offensive, but it actually gains you popularity because you're saying the quiet part out loud. Like you're that, taking a stand, yeah. That everyone's like, oh, I've, I've thought that, but now it's okay to think that because maybe, this person said it. Maybe in decades past, you don't say those things out loud because the far version of your party believes them, but there's that moderate group in the middle that will be swayed. Now we're more polarized. There's less in that middle group. So you're less likely to hurt yeah. yourself because yeah. people are dug in or they're... Or that fringe has become powerful. I mean, Daniel Smith, like, let's be honest, like, she's a fringe candidate in, in, in normal elections in the 90s. Like, she wouldn't be the the, right. the main conservative yeah. party. She, you know. I think people wanted to be in the middle in the past. Yeah. And now people don't want to be. Right. It's almost like, like you don't want to You feel yeah. left out, kind of, if you're in the middle. Left out. It's yeah. weird that there's still a, um, a surprise on both sides that, like, I can't believe you would say that or believe that. Like really, like half the people believe that, or <laughs> yeah. there's, that that always kind of hmm. gets me. Like that, there's sort of this. Oh, I just can't believe someone would think that. Like really, that's your whole thing well, is that you disagree with what I think. Well, it's, it's not so much I can't believe you think that. It's I can't believe you'd say that. Maybe. Yeah. But maybe that's a shift. Oh. It should be like maybe we should be thinking. I can't believe you think that. <laughs> Yeah, um, right. But have you guys had any leading up to this election? Have you had any conversations with people that you maybe don't agree with on things? Did you, have you had to work through any harmonious conversations or difficult? I mean, I have a, I have a, a couple with my family, just you know, who might not necessarily vote the way I would, and it, it it doesn't get too deep. But have you guys had any talks with people? I think uh, yes. I do hang out mostly with people who think similar to me to myself, but. I've had conversations with people who I think are struggling in this election more than, than others because of some of the things we've talked about, like yeah. the, just the, I don't know, the extreme views of both, both options at this point mm-hmm. in Alberta, like can be viewed as extreme if you're a more moderate thinker. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, that's caused people to str- question things or even, so the people I have, I've, had conversations with are in the struggling area. I haven't hung out too much with anyone that would totally <laughs> support disagree. the quote of right of right. The, yeah. like. Yeah. I haven't had to ha- be challenged at that to that degree, but like yeah. little conversations about s- specific policy where maybe it's like what would be best, the best way to deal with the education issue, or 
healthcare issues. Or, mm-hmm. But Chris, have you had any? So I think similar to you, Tyler. Like, just definitely talk to people who. It it feels more like a one. Um, what's the term? Like when there's a one issue election kind of where it's there, you know, the vote that's coming is because of education or healthcare or the economy or like it's less, I've, I've had more conversations where people are voting for one reason kind of lately. And like, that's different than what I feel like I'm used to in the past, but, um, yeah, there's not been really surprises, but but also the way people are talking about the other party is sort of like, yeah, cool your jets there. Like, yeah, these are people. Like, you don't need but to. Does it remind you a bit of uh, 2016 American election? Yeah, for yeah, sure, more so than ever. For yeah. sure. The there's an othering, and... right? Like, whenever we can, uh, like, I can't believe someone would think that way. Like, it's what? Like, like, line up with my economic viewpoint like come on well and oftentimes people, when people say something like that i can't believe like they're probably wrong anyway about what they actually believe like they've it's probably yeah. like the, the straw man thing right where it's like that's yeah. actually not what they believe yeah is it getting harder to be harmonious about politics i think so but i don't know if that's just because i'm getting older and more engaged in politics like as i get older the more i have experienced the more i've seen the more yeah. i want to engage maybe that it seems that way to me but I, something tells me, no, it actually is harder to be harmonious. Um, I mean, even just that quote, I mean, whatever, it's one quote we're picking on, but like, that's, that's ridiculous. Like, like, I just can't, how can that not make you mad? You know, how can that not make you disgusted? Well, I think there's some people you know? who, like, uh, first of all, your answer to that question is very much the same as mine, yeah. right? I thought maybe it was just me getting older and more opinionated. In my, but I do yeah. feel like it's a cultural thing. Yeah. But with that that quote, I think there's people who are concerned about um, the way society is responding to LGBTQ issues. Mm-hmm. And I think I could have a conversation with someone who has concerns about that. But when they say things like the turd in the cookie. Mm-hmm. cookie dough thing it, it becomes very hard to have a harmonious conversation so but the the viewpoint behind that i could have a harmonious conversation with right but right. when you Seriously. say it that way once yeah. you phrase like you you've passed the point of harmony kind of right like yeah. whatever group you're talking about if you're comparing them to poop like yeah yeah that's that's going to offend me yeah, yeah sure. but if you if you don't if you're concerned about what's going on in schools mm-hmm Fair enough. Like, let's yeah. talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I see but the way saying, yeah. people are speaking right. on the the issue makes it makes it more difficult. Well, I had I talk about a school with somebody, and, and it was like, I don't think schools are perfect either. Right. Like, I think there's lots of things I want to improve about schools. Like, we can talk. Yeah, we can talk yeah. about that. Just because I'm a teacher and I believe in public education doesn't mean I think everything's perfect all the time mm-hmm. and every decision is good. I mean, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, yeah, and it feels like some of the conversations, my initial reaction is to point out where something is just completely false. So, like, if I had to talk to my representative in who made this comment about trans students in schools, she talked also about, you mentioned the litter box thing, or, like, 
the pornography in schools, those kinds of things. Like my, yeah. when she says those things, my reaction is to like fight back and say that's not true at all. Yeah. And now we're just yelling at each other. Like, right. yes, it is. No, it's not. Yeah. We're not really having a conversation about how yeah. do we respond to the actual issue. Yeah. Right. True. So it's like that culture, almost that culture war, like distraction. Like it doesn't. Mm-hmm. We're not really solving anything. Like we're just. It's like Twitter. mad about M and M's that don't dress. You know, like whatever. Like it just. Yeah. Um, I miss that green M&M. Yeah, me too. <laughs> hey, I have a question. We should probably wrap up pretty soon here, guys, and pay our bill. I'm, just, I'm curious. You guys have voted in many elections. Is there an issue that is at the forefront of your mind every time, or does that change? Like, is there always kind of one thing you sort of start with when you think about who you're going to vote for? An issue or a... Yeah, I'll put a phrase like that. It's changed for me from election to election. Yeah. But it's quite often the, the big ones are education, healthcare, and environment, like for me. Yeah. Those three. But maybe those are the, just the big ones for, like, economics, taxation. That yeah. that stuff, I guess, would be lower tier for me. Yeah. It's more, let's let's solve the problems in education and, and healthcare. Like, if we're going to improve a society, those are, the, those are what we do. Right, yeah. Like, it's, that's the trajectory I would I would yeah. focus on. And Chris is... Yeah, and I would add, I, those three are for sure mine, but then I would add economics to that. Because as I think about young people entering the workforce after they've been through our system. Like, I I wonder what hope there is for what do things look like? Do we have like a, we have a two party province. Do we have a one, one opportunity workforce? And if it doesn't, if it's not working out, there's nothing else for them. Yeah. What else is there? So yeah, those would be my four things. Cool. Yeah. I I, am with you. I mean, I, yeah, no surprise there for me. I'm the same way, same way. Well, um, so now the part of the podcast at the end where we talk about who we're going to vote for and when. So <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought too, like voting, it is kind of a private thing. Like you yeah. go vote. That's the number one most important thing. Please go vote. And Please I do. would sometimes say I don't care who you vote for. Like I kind of do, but yeah, drive by Chris's house if you want to see just all the <laughs> cacophony of signs we have. I've, I've never done signs, and I, I this year I thought you know what like this year it means a lot to me this election. I think there's a lot of things that I want for this province, and um, so I wanted a lawn sign this year. But we're selling our house, and we talked about like we have this oh, for sale sign, and like are we going to alienate a bunch of people with the yeah. either sign and probably, which is kind of sad, but also we didn't do it. Like that's also you say either sign. Have you seen any third party sign yet in one? Your oh, yeah. District? One. Oh, maybe not in on someone's lawn, but I've seen them in public okay. boulevards and stuff. Because sure. it does feel like a two party system. Yeah. Not to end on that note, but well, it, it just reminded me. Yeah. It's, it's come down to that. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you about the the sign on your yard because yeah. you, you said you were going to put up a sign but then I knew the house sale that, and I assumed that was yeah. what would happen but that's that points to I think the one of the big problems that we have right now is that yeah. and I even think about it on this episode we haven't explicitly said anything like who we are going to vote for but yeah. for sure listeners are thinking oh these guys for sure are voting this way Yeah, that's just the way we work right now it's yeah. like this person probably supports this party and then we make but, other assumptions about them. But that's not, that's not always a bad thing. I mean, I care about our public schools, and so I'm not going to vote for someone who disparages them. I don't know. No, like it's, but yeah. I think the, the problem is that we are, it's becoming a bigger part of our identity than it maybe should be. Like oh, someone's going to say, like, hmm. I like that thought. Yeah. 
or I don't like it. I it guess. becomes part but of your identity, and rather yeah. than a choice you're making, like you are yeah. that thing. Yeah, yeah that's like, good. And around this time of year, yeah. you would say, "Who is that person?" Oh, madam, you're a NDP supporter. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's <laughs> avoid. <laughs> right. I will say that I I do wish for this province that we can maybe have a more moderate conservative party one day again. I kind of wish we had that option. Like we have, Would you a, agree with that? I, we have a watered down socialist party. Why can't we have a watered down <laughs> conservative party? Exactly. <laughs> I totally agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Maybe the Alberta party can fill that niche. Yeah. When I run, hear me announcing my candidacy for yeah. the Alberta party in 2029. Well, if Janice Irwin or one of our many NDP Emily fans listening, um, just join with the Alberta party next time. <laughs> have huh? a new name. Call it the, the, the PCs. <laughs> and uh, see what happens. Well, thanks, you guys, for that harmonious conversation. It is interesting, yeah. too, because like, I'm feeling myself like, enjoying this conversation, but I'm pulled to, to be a little more opinionated and, yeah. and upset. And well, Someone's honking at us. They don't want us to finish. <laughs> they heard you say NDP. Maybe we'll let that horn stop and wrap up. You guys want to confess some stuff? Let's confess who we're not going to feel like we already for. did that, but yeah, sure. <laughs> So I like to fall for different trends, and one that's kind of <laughs> happening right now is the cold um, ice bath plunge. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. it does all these great things for you. I haven't started yet, but yesterday I was shopping for my own. Like, it's like a inflatable <laughs> bucket basically that you sit in and fill with cold water and ice, <laughs> because it's supposed to, like the health benefits are supposedly unbelievable. Just so sitting in ice the, water, right? yeah, for <laughs> ten minutes a day, like recovery, increased blood flow. Look at that. 7,000% boost in your testosterone like all these crazy <laughs> I don't know do you have a bathtub I do but it you don't need that much water oh, like this is basically like it looks like a, a, a pail but it's like bigger you fit in okay it's like a barrel a barrel yeah basically yeah. an inflatable barrel so you're gonna sit in a barrel of ice well I think I'm gonna get this because <laughs> I just was like convinced last night like this looks awesome yeah can you get one that I could fit into because I'm pretty into this we should record yeah. do I'm do doing it? cold showers right now but oh, okay we should record one in together in a barrel. That'd be one so barrel. funny. One barrel. <laughs> well, and Fisher, like, shout out to Fisher, who when he was living on Vancouver Island after rugby games, they'd go into the ocean, like yeah. in November and January, and like the same. But he said the the physical recuperation is so much better, really? and so it's kind of convincing me that I got to get on this and buy a. Uh, by, by the by, our next episode, well, I'll probably have one. And I want to follow up. I want to hear about this. It'd be so funny yeah. if we recorded. Anyway, like, my confession is for sure. I just like read something like that. I'm like, oh, I got to try that. You got to bring it to Tyler's porch next time and just sit in the ice. <laughs> have you this. in there and you'll be just like, you'll be the best <laughs> on the episode. Testosterone. Yeah. <laughs> um, my confession, I've already shared with you guys, but I think it's a pretty funny one. And um, so I was driving home late one night uh, last week and I drove by... Uh, this complex EB of games. stores, EB Games, and there's a, all these cars out front, and I realized, oh, this new Legend of Zelda game for the Ooh. Switch was coming out. Mm-hmm. And I haven't bought a game in a while, and you know what? I, I <laughs> grew up on line. Zelda games, and I like, so I, I figured I'd get it on the weekend, but then I thought, well, I'm going to pull it and get it now. Why not? It's like a midnight release kind of thing. It was like, well, not midnight, but it was like 10.30, and uh, pulled in, but the parking lot was full, and there was a lineup of people around the block, and this wow. is like 10.30 at night lined up. That's kind of exciting. It was kind of cool, kind of like the old, you know, the old days. And so, like, I had to make a quick decision: like, am I going to get out of the car and stand this lineup at ten thirty at night, 
Or am I just going to go on the weekend like a normal person? Because I'm not going to sell out. Like, I'll just well, go normal is air quotes when you're talking about Zelda. So, <laughs> so what I did, and my confession is I definitely got out of the car, stood in line for about 45 minutes. Nice. From 10.30 to 11.15 to get a video game. And an ex-student sold it to me and was kind of like, Mr. Langridge, <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> I'm like, I'm lost. I thought so. That's my confession. Then nice. I stood in the line. And you should have bought a different game. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have Do you Mario? have baseball? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, and I've played it a little bit, and it's really fun. If you're a video gamer, well, awesome. you've probably heard of it, and it's uh, really fun. So yeah. Yeah. you probably it's the fun is just joining a movement like that, or like the yeah yeah. It was such a, it was positive. People were you know there's like games being played, and like it felt kind of neat. Like you're all there to. Yeah. I should be clear. I wouldn't have done that. No, I know. I know. I That's see why. Maybe you got caught up. <laughs> this is a, a recurring theme and confession on our podcast. It's uh, Twitter. Mm. I've, I'm finding now. myself in that cesspool of hate more than I should. Yeah. Um, and it's, we were talking about it off air a little bit. It's worse than it used to be. Like Twitter itself is worse, I yeah, think. For is. you or like in general? Twitter. In general, oh, the see, actual yeah. experience yeah. of going there. Yeah. Which means it's worse which, for me too. Which means it's really bad. Which also <laughs> means uh, it's harder to get off of it. Like that's the, someone said, why would you even go on there? Like it's because you see the things that make you either really affirm what you already yeah. believe. Yeah. The or things that you stronger. hate. Yeah. And either way, if you tap on a tweet, you're just going to see a stream of back yeah. and forth arguments between like you bots, avoid AI, real people. Comment section. But it's it's bad. I know it's bad, but I still want to look at it. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's my confession. It drives the clicks. Like that's uh, like last was it CNN? They they had they like a Trump town hall. And people are like, why, why are you continuing to platform this guy? And it's like, because people, Cause people, people will watch, watch it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter that it's... Anyway. Yeah. So you are the CNN but of people. Ask me on the next episode how I'm doing with Twitter. Okay. We're going to encourage you to, to take a break. Yeah. Because it is a nightmare. Yeah. Hellscape. Chris, if the, if the fans of the show want to get in touch with the gentleman... Uh, yeah. If you want to ask us to put one of your yard signs on our yard we'll do it mm-hmm. and uh, you can get us at harmonious gentleman at gmail.com mm-hmm. we're also on twitter <laughs> <laughs> arguing in the comments forever no. and uh instagram and facebook just kind of keep trying to keep people in the loop we're yeah. not we're not trying to stir the pot really no. we no. just want to exist out there we want people to be able to find us although if you want to determine our political affiliations check out the likes section of our twitter and you'll see which parties we've liked that's true. Follow. I'm just kidding. I don't doubt we? we follow no, any parties. That's no. not true. No, it's not no. true. Well, it might be true. If you listen yeah. to this and didn't figure who we're going to vote for, you can just email Shame us. We'll you. tell you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 94 next time, you guys. Uh, yeah. It's we're getting year. excited for 100 coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something big is planned. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's pay our bill and then uh, skedaddle. Talk yep. to you next time. All right. On the harmonious gentleman. gentleman. Oh. Gentlemen? Mm-hmm. Harmonious gentlemen.